I need to sort my light out. So I've got this light, but I need to erect it somewhere proper so that I, you can see me. You look very heavenly, like an angel when you hold the light up like that. Or, or Casper, Ooh. the friendly ghost, one of the two. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. I am John in Cricklade and my associate, Kieran Moore, is in Trowbridge. I'm still in Trowbridge. I've not gone anywhere. Worrying about the light on his face. I've got really terrible light up here. I don't know what I need. It might be because this one's red and I've got a white one in my face here. Um, I just need to sort my light out, really, and make it nice. <laughs> I, I know you're not a big drinker, but you do look very slightly hungover. <laughs> I, I'm very tired at the moment, John. I'm very tired. I don't blame you. Yes. You've been very busy because you've had all kinds. You know, we, we haven't caught up for a couple of weeks, but we actually caught up in real life at a gig, which doesn't happen that often. We went to Marlborough to see Kay Tempest, didn't we? we? We did on a couple of Thursdays ago, didn't we? Yeah. And that was lovely. She Incredible just started and she just went, didn't she? She just didn't stop. And it was just like, whoa. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. By themselves on the stage, 25 minutes, non-stop poetry recital, no notes, basically recited the entire album. Sensational. In, in one hit. Great, great. Anyway, what, what have you been up to, Karen? Have you had anything exciting happening? Obviously, I can't believe, mate, it's at the end. We're at the end of, of April. Only mm-hmm. seemed like five minutes ago, we were at the beginning of April and it was it was dub reggae and skip forwards four weeks and we've had four sensational weekends of music in Trowbridge. A lot of those have been Friday nights, Saturday nights, Sundays. Uh, yeah, it's been an incredible month, really. And I can't believe it's the end of the month now. So um, and mix in with that, the fact that I come gallivanting off of you and Marlborough, et cetera. And it's just been brilliant. Yeah, there's lots of live music out there. So you've got no excuse to not be going out to find it. Um, we've got a guest with us uh, this week who is uh, from Visual Radio Arts. Uh, it's uh, Phil, Phil Mokes, who is, uh, oh, well, he'll tell the story about it, but effectively it's a studio that's based in Devizes and they, they do, uh, they started doing live streaming, but now they do recording of bands in, in high quality, high definition videos and put it out online. It's uh, it's a whole other library of live music aside from what we do at Shea. What a great, great space. Um, I don't think Devizes knows about it well enough because I think it could it could play a much more important part within Devizes. So hopefully this this interview will will bring it to the attention of a few people and they can take it from there. Let's crack on and play ourselves a tune. Kieran, it's your choice this week. You have gone with the new one from Dean McMullen, who is a chap I do not know. Dean McMullen has a UK tour happening later this year um, in September. Dean McMullen is the guitarist and backing vocalist in a band called the Muncie Girls, Bristol-based sort of Southwest uh, indie punk band very popular 2000 trees etc they're on specialist subjects they're a very cool bands really lovely sounds but dean is gone solo he's got a new he's got a, i think it's his debut album i think it's debut he's got an album out um it's released on vinyl the whole he's had to wait until september for it to actually be released because that's how long the pressing plants take these days john but he's doing a tour he's playing in trowbridge and so i picked a song which is the lead single from this album it's called clouds hold up the sun and i loved it because it sounds like American style indie. It's got a little bit of flaming lips in there. Um, I really love that kind of thing. So when I first time I heard it, I instantly fell in love and was like, yes, let's book this guy. So there you go.
So that track is Clouds Hold Up the Sun. It's the new one from Dean McMullen, who is doing a UK tour very, very soon. Any, any dates near us, do you know? He's playing the Pump and Trowbridge on Sunday, the 11th of September. So it's September the 11th. So all my ages American. away. Ages. It is ages away. It is ages away. Um, it's not for ages yet, but um, yeah, that's going to be a fantastic gig. I'm really looking forward to it. And what's so lovely about that gig, John, is that uh, my friend Rob from Nerve Endings, who we've played on the show a few times, um, he was at a gig in Bristol and Landy, who's the, f- the front woman from um, Muncie Girls, works at the exchange. And he was like, he was chatting to her about coming to play for us because I had previously approached her. Anyway, the next day, I was on the Saturday night, Sunday morning, I get an email from Dean. And I thought, oh, Rob's obviously spoken to the band. And Dean's like, yeah, I'm interested in this. I'll go play. So he's emailed me. So I contact my friend Rob Dahl at the Cheese and Grain. I said, oh, Rob, we know how you're doing. He's like, how are you doing? I said, yeah, I've got this really cool show. It's the guy called Dean McMullen. He's from Muncie Girls. And Rob goes, yeah, I know. I pointed him in your direction. And so he sent me a screenshot of the conversation he had with Dean, telling him all about how great Trowbridge was. I thought it came from my friend Rob, who was chatting to the band in Exchange in Bristol. And it was none of those things. It was actually Rob. And it, so all these Robs, all these people, it all ended up really nicely. Um, it was a funny old world, really, isn't it? <laughs> It, it, it comes to something when you have so many different conversations going on with so many people you don't know who you're talking to when I can fully believe yeah. that about you as well oh yeah that happens all the time yeah if I look at a date in the calendar I go oh there's a band playing on that now where did that band contact me was it a direct message on Instagram was it Facebook was it my email was it sheer email and there's so many different methods and I absolutely have to pull my hair out trying to f- track down the message from the band in fact I just emailed three or four artists and said hi guys I know we've booked a show and I know the date of it but I can't find any information in my inbox about the show. Is it still going ahead? Are you still? And they all replied to me, yes, yes, it is, you know, and sending me through all the information because I can't find it. It's a nightmare. I need to tie it down to one method only. And I'm, that's very difficult. Or you need to get a PA. All that. There must be enough money in the sheer budget for a PA. If I could afford one. Actually, actually, John, we are getting a new member of staff coming to Sheer. It's a girl called Amelia. Um, she's been known to Sheer for a very long time and she's come back she's a writer and she's going to assist me with writing press releases and general promotion and hopefully respond to messages on facebook okay so you have genuinely found yourself a pa well done (laughs) (laughs) all right we will skip product placement this week because we do have quite a lot of content this week from our guest phil from visual radio arts because aside from doing the interview with us he also then gave us more information about a show reel so we're going to rather than playing a song after this we're going to play snippets from various sessions and, and gives us a little bit of a an introduction to the band and, and who they are which is amazing um but if you're not familiar with visual radio arts you can type that into any search engine and you will find an incredible library of videos of streaming sessions all from bands from from the southwest all kinds of styles incredible quality really good video quality puts us to shame kieran with your it which puts me to shame. I was looking at the video earlier thinking, oh, I can see John, I can see Phil, but my God, I look terrible. So yes, it's uh, he's great, I'm awful. <laughs> um, but we, we start the interview um, just by asking how it came about. How, how did Phil end up with the studio? How did he end up recording all these bands? So uh, we'll, we'll start it there. We were part of Froom FM over in Froom, and we always wanted to, to do more with live music. And as you probably know, most community radio stations, they nearly always do some live music, but uh, it's limited as to what you can do. And we had aspirations for doing sort of more bands rather than solos. So we kind of started off bringing sort of slightly 
bigger I don't want to call it productions but basically more people and more kit into the studio and that grew and grew and at the same time this was going back to about 2016 now early 2016 it was very early days of live streaming and I got round to realizing that there was more we could do so when the community radio station decided to move we decided to take over the lease of the studio and continue as visual radio arts but just concentrating on live music with multi-cam and multi-track recording so that we could get a, a better sense of a band's kind of live performance and you know it continued to expand you know put more lights in and blah 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 because <laughs> you know what it's like with these things you know you look back at it and say oh well maybe I could just make it a little bit better if I did this or if I could just add another one of those and um, over the space of the next couple of years we kind of turned it into pretty much what you can see behind me now which is sort of lots of iPhone cameras stage lighting and all the malarkey I used to have a radio show at Swindon 105 with Brian Keane who's a sound engineer from from the area and we used to get in live bands and live musicians every, every Sunday night. And the, the studio setup at the time was, was very limited to just, uh, we had like three microphones and a couple of line-ins. So to mm. get bands in, into the in, to do live sessions every week was a challenge. Was it mm. similar for you or did, did you have more more kit and, and more plugs to, to get um, bands in? Yes and no, I suppose, is the answer. So yes, the basic radio studio facilities were limited. But because my background is in live sound, when we were putting the technicals together, I kind of had one eye on what we might want to do in the future. So we bought extra bits and pieces that nobody else could really see why I wanted it. But it, part of it was to enable us to be able to do more with live music. But that in itself wasn't enough. So when we did start to have bigger collections of musicians coming in, you know, more than just solos and duos, um, I had to supplement the equipment with what my own stuff. And it got to the point where on a Saturday when we were going to have a band come in and, and play in the evening, my partner Mags and I would arrive in the morning, we'd have to clear out pretty much the main studio of everything that was movable, clear out the reception area of everything that couldn't be, that wasn't nailed down, bring in our own staging, mixing desk, lights, set it all up just about have enough time for a cup of tea before the band arrived before you start the you know rehearsals and what have you and then when they finished then we'd have to get it all back to as it was before before we left so we'd arrive at about half past 10 in the morning and leave at about two in the in in the following morning for, for how much material they were doing uh, a band would do a 45 minute set wow so, that's, a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of effort a lot of work a lot of work yeah, but we were not doing it. Uh, we were only doing it once a month. So we just about had enough time to recover. Do you go looking for bands to, to, to record or, or do bands come and find you? Is there a particular style that you that you focus on? The style question or genre, whichever you want to call it. I'm completely open minded on that. Our kind of main thing is it ought to be original material. Uh, you know, bands doing their own their own stuff. Now, in saying that, we have to recognise that jazz, folk and blues pulls heavily on its classics and its traditions. So, you know, accept and understand that. But outside of that, as long as it's, and it's one of those weird terms, what is good? As long <laughs> as it's 
well rehearsed, you know. Well rehearsed, you, and, yeah. Because I'll tell you one thing, if you're not well rehearsed, this process really shows it up because it's very naked. If, you, if you're a band playing in a pub and there's people talking and stuff going on, you can get away with all kinds of stuff because nobody really hears the detail. Whereas in this environment, we're multi-tracking it and you can hear when the vocals are out, you can hear when something goes out of tune, all those things. So bands really do need to be well rehearsed. As far as the other part of the question, which was, do they come to us or do we go to them? It's a bit of both. So a lot of bands refer their friends to us. So I get a steady stream of uh, inquiries from people. And then sometimes there are bands that I, I sort of find on the internet that I just go and punt to and see if they're interested. What's the overall ambition? What are you trying to achieve? Is it just platforming musicians or is there more to it? I'm of the kind of of the age that remembers the golden age of the whistle test. Yeah. And those shows where you saw bands that you didn't, well, one, you wouldn't see them on the telly. And secondly, you rarely heard them on the radio until they became kind of big names. You know, you saw the first sort of shows that Bowie did and I don't know, just loads of great bands. And I miss that because although you can probably argue that there's probably more music on available to us nowadays than there ever has been. It still seems to start at the level of band that is on the regional festival circuit. And you guys will know from your own experiences that, especially here in the Southwest, there are an awful lot of absolutely brilliant bands and artists who who aren't on that, that list. You know, they are not at that level. What we were trying to achieve, I think, was to apply that kind of community radio sort of hat to live music, recognising that there were some great bands out there and we know that they are great live. And what we wanted to do was to show people what their what their live performance was actually like, not just a track, give them 45 to 50 minutes to actually do a show. So I suppose coming back to the beginning of your question, what is our kind of aim? I think our aim is to provide a means for those bands to have their day really how how many bands have you recorded how many i'm, I'm assuming everything's on on youtube how, how many sessions um, are on about 200 yeah, so you've got quite an extensive list on your website yeah i mean the website probably has the website is everything youtube has i'd say most of it we don't really use youtube too much because it's actually i find it quite difficult to promote a video on YouTube people can find it and that's fine but getting subscribers seems to be a lot of work right whereas on Facebook we've developed our kind of followers and likes over the last five years and we're up to about I don't know 4,000 odd now and we've got our own group on Facebook so we can we've got an audience that we've developed and, and what kind of traction are you getting do people respond to this do you get good uptake you're getting good feedback things have changed a lot over the last few years so uh, again, I don't know how you found this, but when we first started, which is going back to 2016, um, and we were live streaming then, there were there were very few people live streaming yeah. bands. Certainly not live streaming bands, if you like, at the local level. So we had a lot of traction in those early days, 
obviously over the last couple of years, everybody has been live streaming and um, badly, I might say as well. I don't know <laughs> what your experience is, but I've seen some reasonably well-heeled, well-established artists doing some appalling single camera live streams with dodgy lighting and even worse audio um, from their living rooms. And I think people have got bored of live streaming, bored of watching live streams. So um, over the last couple of years, we've kind of gone to just recording, doing post-production and then putting it out rather than live streaming. What plans have you got? What, what have you got coming up? I've got things booked in up until round about November. Okay. We've got a bit of a break kind of in August. Yeah. The next band we've got is a band called Bone Tired. I've got a list here. Yes, <laughs> um, read I don't them know. out. <laughs> Bone Tired. Um, then we've got Fall From Ruin, who I think are from Swindon. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, heavy, heavy rock band. Yeah. Then we've got a punk band, Virus. Don't know them. And I think they're from Wiltshire, Somerset Border, somewhere. Oh, my neck of the woods. Then a band called Vidisa. I don't know much about them, to be fair. Um, then a band that I know you, you do know, and I'm never quite sure how to pronounce it. Is it Leal Road? Leal Road, yeah. Leal Road, yeah. Yeah. They were supposed to have played with us last year, but COVID screwed that. So um, we've um, managed to find a, a date to, to catch up. Excellent. Akabars after that, who I think are from Bradford on Avon, I think. Um, Super Mercados after that. Jennifer Crook at some point, but we haven't quite got the date sorted. A nice variety then. Yeah, and what we're doing at the moment is concentrating more on bands than solos because during the COVID period, I know the rules kept changing, but because we were not a public space, we were a workspace, we could still do limited stuff with solos and duos as long as we maintain social distancing. So over 2021, we did probably about 10 solo duo shows, but that meant that all the bands that we had lined up were yeah. waiting for us to kind of come out of um, out of COVID so that we could catch up. So now we're trying to catch up. Well, Phil, that has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you ever so much. Thank you for your time, Phil. Uh, now, um, we do normally um, ask our guests to to pick a, a track to, to finish off the interview, but what you've done instead is given us a kind of a compilation, a showreel of, of some of your yep. uh, more recent uh, or some of your favourite videos. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've got eight clips from various tracks have you have you got the list phil or do you want me to read I, I have got the list yes you go ahead so the first band um on that show reel is lorelei from bristol i don't know if you've ever run into them they've split up now but they are i think that they were one of the jewels in in bristol's sort of crown of rock bands Followed up with Arch Garrison, 
Now, Arch Garrison is the duo form of the guys that are that are in North Sea Radio Orchestra, who again okay. I don't know if you've run into. Yeah. But they've done shows with us two or three times, and I think Craig Fortnum, who's the sort of guitarist um, and songwriter, I think he's one of the leading composers of of our time, really. To be honest. Sometimes I wish I'd stayed on the land, digging up bones, lending a hand, 'cause I'm failing at trying at making it play. The song is a mirror. I'll put it away. Sometimes it's nothing at all. Moving the air in a room or a hall. I'm failing at trying at making it play. The song is a mirror. I'll put it away. Ooh. Then we've got Novatines, who I'm sure you've run into. Yeah, um, I know Novatines very well. Yeah, brilliant band. Um, then Keith Christmas. Keith Christmas has been around, as you know, for an awful long time. Played with Bowie on the Space Oddity album, and uh, he's done two or three shows with us. Feeling wonderful, can't help it, it shows. Feeling wonderful, your body's alone. Because tonight we'll be together. got a band called Mazza, um, which is a, a duo from Froome, and they are my find of Afraid of the Dark, who are my find of 2022. They're a, um, a, a new band, young band, and they're all at Bath Uni, I think. I just think it's an exciting sort of young sound. Then we've got Palooka 5, who yeah. do surf, sci-fi surf, and they, you know, from down in Somerset. Yeah. And then finally, the radio makers who from sort of Chippenham Bath area doing sort of power pop glam pop stuff. The night sky, death, there's a note. 
from my point of view, that collection, if you like, all, all of the bands that we have, it's a bit like trying to decide who your favourite children are. But, you know, <laughs> I love them all, but these bands, I think, are some of the ones that have given us some some great shows over the last sort of five years. So the first few were early days. The ones in the middle were probably around about two years ago. And um, the last three are clips from stuff that we've done in the last few months. Okay, that that was the showreel from Visual Radio Arts. And so if you want to find more information about those, just um, type that into a search engine and you will find thousands and well, maybe not thousands, but certainly hundreds of uh, of videos of, of bands that have been recorded over the years. What are you doing, Kieran? Oh, he's putting up a gig poster. I have new gig posters, John. Generally, you put up the gig posters before we start recording, because now there's going yeah, to be... Yeah, I thought it was extra special today, so I have to I have to make an effort to do it in real time. You are so. a continuity nightmare. I'm doing it on purpose, John. Look, I'm celebrating the fact that we've got gigs. Have you got any news to talk about? I've got some terrible news. Danambuka in London has closed. It closes on the 14th of May. So despite everything, despite Music Venue Trust, despite all of that, venues are shutting. This is very real. And Danambuka in London, in I think it's in uh, Islington, has, is going to close its door on the 14th of May for the last time. It's one of the iconic venues of uh, London, isn't it, as well? It, where it is, yeah. One of the iconics of North London, yeah. I'll let Karen <laughs> continue to put up his posters. And I'm sure we'll have time to talk about them next week. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, shareisolation at gmail.com, or you can find previous shows on various streaming services or by going to shareisolation.co.uk. Kieran, thank you for rushing back as, uh, to talk to me because uh, I know that you're a busy boy and, and you do struggle, particularly to climb up the stairs with, with one foot out of action. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back uh, same time next week with more local music and another guest and uh, uh, some more random banter from Kieran. I hope so. Cheers. Just like that. Thank you. I will see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.